0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Android Central Podcast, which I'm actually going to call a crossover episode between the Android Central Podcast and the Jiggle Physics Podcast, which if you're not listening to, go right now into your podcast feed and look up Jiggle Physics and subscribe to it because it's three really cool ladies who talk about gaming stuff and then occasionally also me.
1: Yes, please subscribe. It's the best.
0: And uh, it's a thing you should listen to. But we're done talking about video games today. We're talking about something way more important: uh, the fact that Disney is coming one step closer to completely taking over every aspect of our lives forever. And in order to <laughs> talk about that appropriately, done that? well, it has for you, and that's why you needed to be a part of this conversation. Joining us <laughs> this week, I am Russell Holly, and we are joined by Carly Veloci.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And Ara Wagner. Yo. Now. I already know that Disney has taken over your life for even before you moved basically right outside of the Orlando parks where you visit just about every day.
2: Not this week I didn't. No, I have been no, to the park week. all week and it's killing me, man.
0: Being able to say, being able to feel bad about not having been in the Disney parks at all for a week is in and of itself kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, I haven't been since I was 12.
2: I mean, it was my first job. I, I wanted to get back here so bad.
0: <laughs> but it's in, in some way, we have all invited uh, Disney a little closer into our lives recently because Disney Plus has, uh, has launched. It is here. It got 10 million subscribers within its first day. Uh, and that includes people who got the the seven day uh, trial. But I've really, after having used it for a little while, I find it hard to believe there's going to be a ton of people who got that seven day free trial and aren't just going to keep on playing because uh, it's it's really good. That's what Disney wants.
2: It's still missing a lot. But, yeah, the collection that it already has and the features it already has is really kind of insanely good for an app that literally just launched.
0: So let's let's dive into this. Let's let's go back just one step. Ara, what is Disney Plus?
2: The culmination of a dream. The dream <laughs> to be able to watch all of my Disney shows and t- uh, shows and films in one place. Most like, of them. I, most of them. But uh, eventually all, but for now, most. But, like, I've been waiting for this service for the majority of my adult life, because when Hulu first came out, I was like, oh, great. I wish I had this for, like, all of the Disney TV shows that I grew up with, because... Finding movies online has been fairly easy. Finding TV shows online for, like, the old shows that you liked in the 90s and the early 2000s. Those -hmm. were hard as hell to get. A lot of pirating involved. Yeah, and I mean, like, the only pirates I really am down with is Captain Hook. I really don't want to (laughs) pirate stuff if I can help it these days. When I was young and broke, it was fine. It's just not fine for me anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's totally understandable. Like, that's, that's a reasonable perspective to have. And so, yeah, this this takes not, you know, basically the closest thing you can get to the entire Disney catalog going back decades and putting it all in one place. That includes old school versions of movies uh, sitting right alongside brand new, you know, 3D CGI versions of uh, of movies. It includes some ancient TV shows that I know each one of the three of us here grew up with, including uh, the very first thing that I streamed as soon as I got the service was episode one, season one of gargoyles.
1: I was just about to say it better be gargoyles coming out of your gargoyles mouth.
0: Gargoyles was my jam. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, we're going back. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna go back and see what's going on. Incredible. It's so good. Like it, it holds up so incredibly well. I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, Cause I've been disappointed a lot. I, so like uh side story here. I got really excited two or three years ago about showing my kids Fraggle Rock Mm. And like I went and gra- like I grabbed a copy of Fraggle Rock the the first season I was like we're going to sit down and we're going to watch this and my kids are going to love this. This is going to be great. Fraggle and Rock is was was so boring. cool. I thought it was awful. Oh, I got no. done the first episode I was just like we can't watch any more of this. Like this is this is bad. And my kids were just like, "Oh, thank you cuz that was not not good." <laughs> um it just didn't. It just doesn't hold up. It's so bad. I really just didn't enjoy it. And so I worry about a lot of that stuff when I think about like, you know, other stuff that I want to show my kids is like having it ruin my own kind of memory. It was really cool to see that uh that uh like old school Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles and stuff like that just still holds up really well.
1: Yeah, I watched Gargoyles uh, a few years ago because this was one of the uh aforementioned torrented pirated shows that I had. And the first two seasons are absolutely incredible. They're masterful. Season three sucks so hard. Yeah. Season one was just dive.
2: slow. I haven't even finished season one on Gargoyles, mostly because I can't watch it while I'm working because then I'm going to stop working and just watch. Which yeah. is why I've been indulging in a lot of Kim Possible the last couple of days.
0: <laughs> mm, that's Kim a good Possible one, too.
2: Kim Possible and Avengers Assemble. Oh, Avengers Assemble's
0: I- so good. The uh, the X Men animated series also very good.
2: Mm-hmm. The new one or the old one? No, 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 or the, the
0: old n- one. Ninety two. That was just yeah, the nineteen ninety two. That was just X Men the the animated series. Like it was.
2: Oh uh, no! I've been on
1: X Men Evolution. X Men Evolution was my like gateway drug into comics. Like I've, yeah. re- I've re- I wrote th- I've written about this before on other sites, but like X Men Evolution means so much to me, and I'm so happy I can stream it now. And it's just like I'm like. I'm just, like, I'm getting so emotional just thinking about X-Men Evolution. But, like...
0: It's very good.
1: But also, like, Wolverine and the X-Men, which only ran a season, but is also extremely good.
0: Yep. And we have a lot of this stuff all in one place because it's, you know, it's... Disney is now Marvel and Star Wars and, uh, and, and just all of the original Disney canon and a bunch of stuff from Fox. It's so weird seeing, like, The Simpsons and Star Wars and gargoyles like all in my watch list and all for one service instead of having it be spread across so many different things
2: Mm -hmm. yeah not having to be like okay if i want to watch this movie okay it's not on netflix is it on hulu nope is it on amazon nope oh crap it's on stars damn it
0: right (laughs) so and that's the thing is that like a lot of so really fascinatingly The big problem with all of the streaming services is that they don't talk to one another. And Google and Apple, respectively, have been trying to fix this over the last couple of years. And TiVo does it uh, in physical space as well by creating a UI that allows you to kind of gather all of the data from these services in one place. And that causes the exact problem that Ara just described is that you can look up something and be like, oh, cool. Treasure Planet, the movie, is available somewhere to stream and then you go to look and you go, oh, wait, it's a service I don't have. And it's a service I can't sign up for because it's a service that requires a cable provider to access or, or something like that. Like it, the, the dream of being able to aggregate all of these things into one place never came together.
2: Well, for movies, it kind of did, but you had to buy them all.
0: Right. Yeah, you had to pay for them individually.
2: Because Movies Anywhere was Disney's brainchild, and that worked out really well.
0: Well, and not only did that work out really well, but it it actually aggregated stuff from multiple libraries. So if you had a sizable voodoo collection and you had uh, bought a bunch of stuff on iTunes or, you know, you had a a sizable play movies collection because you were a play rewards junkie and so the movies were free, like it pulled all of those things into one service, but then also shared it back across those other services. So like my I've never bought a single thing on iTunes, but because I've linked iTunes to play to movies anywhere, my iTunes library is now 200 movies uh, because of the stuff that I've bought across all these other places, across you know over the last fifteen years.
2: And see, for me, it was a matter of movies anywhere just meant that I could finally get all of those digital copies I bought with Disney Blu-rays back in high school. I could finally yep. get them out of iTunes and actually watch them again. Totally. And I'd also
1: add that um, you know, a lot of like the smart TVs and some of the other like services like Roku have kind of like tried to get them all together in the same way that you mentioned TiVo sort of did. Um, like Roku right now, you can, um, you can search for a title and it'll tell you all the services that it's on. Right. Yep. Which I don't think is comprehensive. Like, I don't think it pulls it in from every streaming service, but there's a, the majority of them, I think.
0: It's, it's any of the ones that are willing to provide Roku with the API, which is most of them. It's, yeah. it's pretty significant at this point.
1: Yeah. Like at the start, Roku probably didn't have a lot of it, but now it, now it's pretty, uh, it's all, it's across all these like smart TVs. So it's pretty, uh, pretty popular. I think, um, but it's interesting that, uh, going all the way back, that Disney is kind of able to do a service like this that has a ton of stuff on it. And it's all theirs because they have so much stuff. Um, yeah. And they own so many, like, extremely uh, popular and extremely important, uh, for culture anyway, companies. Like, they got Pixar. They got Star Wars. They got Marvel. They got yep. National Geographic. So, it's like a whole bunch of different kinds of content. that So, it doesn't feel as niche as some of the other niche uh, services have uh, have been, which is why a lot of them don't really last super long.
0: So a perfect example of what you're describing, Carly, is I'm uh, I'm a huge Stargate nerd. Mm-hmm. And the Stargate Command launched uh, two years ago, I think. And it was just every Star Trek, or Star Trek, every Stargate episode from every Stargate series, plus the movies, and a, and a special web series that they made just to stream on Stargate Command. It was all available in one place. Like, couldn't have been more my dream to, to pay, you know, I think it was like four bucks uh, to access this service and watch everything. They shut it down two weeks ago uh, mm. because very much like me, I went and binged through every single episode of Stargate Command or in Stargate Command and then didn't turn it back on because that's the kind of thing that I will do every couple of years, but not something that I will do every day.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, there's like DC Universe, for instance, which is only yeah. really, I think I feel like it's only really around now because of Warner Media. Um, And the fact that uh, Warner Media is launching its own streaming service called HBO Max that DC Universe is kind of going to get wrapped up into in its own way, not necessarily like completely wrapped up, but it's going to be like connected. Um, And then like CISO, for instance, which was like comedy and it was like maybe three bucks, four bucks a month. And that just like it closed down in 2017, I want to say. So there's a lot of different kinds of like niche services that are just too niche. But, like, because Disney has so much stuff that they, they can manage that, like, quote-unquote niche service and have it be good for everyone.
2: They can also bundle it to have it apply to an even broader audience. Because, I mean, the Disney Plus on its own is a good deal. But an even better deal is the Disney bl- uh, Disney Plus bundle with ESPN Plus and Hulu.
1: Yeah, but that goes back to the fact that, like, Disney just owns everything. Um, but the fact that they can do that also, like you said, means that it's more appealing for so many different people. Um, I know a ton of people that want that bundle, even though they don't watch sports.
2: Well, for a lot of us, it's one of those things of, okay, I'm not going to, I don't need ESPN, but it's one of those things of every now and again, if my team's on, I would mm-hmm. like to support them if they get into a bowl game or something. And for an extra penny, that's kind of a no brainer. Totally. Yeah. It basically ends up being free with like ESPN, wouldn't well, ESPN, Hulu and
1: Disney plus. So it's just like, yeah, I can, if I watch it once a year for the Super Bowl or whatever, it's already worth
0: it. So there's there's one thing about the Disney Plus service so far that I kind of have mixed feelings about. uh, And that is it's uh, it has as you go through the app, regardless of which form you go through the app on, it has a series of collections that you can slide through. Um, And some of these are incredibly useful. Like they have one as I was sliding through, they had an aggregate that was just all of the Pixar shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was super cool because it was just everything in one place, all the Pixar shorts, which you can go and just search for Pixar shorts and they're all there. But to have it just kind of in that list that I could go through and play was meaningful to me because I dig just kind of sitting down and like binging through a bunch of Pixar shorts, just that like they made them in DVD sets that you could get and just watch the, uh, the Pixar shorts. And so I, I kind of liked that. The two things that I thought were kind of weird about that is that there's not like a play all button uh, for these uh, little uh, collections that they've got.
2: Well, the collections they've got on the homepage aren't complete, and they're not well.
0: And that was the other useful. thing: was that the the collections are are not only incomplete in most cases, um, but but not uh, logical in a lot of cases. Uh, you actually wrote something today, uh, Ara, about. The, the like there there is a there's a collection for star wars movies but it doesn't have them like in order and it doesn't have them it doesn't Marvel. have all of them
2: yeah the, MCU, Marvel, the M- mcu is in order uh we've thought about doing one for star wars and i'm just kind of waiting to see how many people want to give their version of chronology on that mcu has a set <laughs> chronology star wars has a okay what order do you want to watch it in do you want to do episode one through nine do you want to start at oh, four right. and go machete up? order I had no idea what that was before today, and I have been enlightened. <laughs> Isn't it four, five, one, two, three, six? Uh, yeah, and Derek has a special one where he does four, five, two, three, six, seven, eight. So he, he just skips just, just, one. Like, he skips one entirely. And That's then fair. there's like, okay, so do you watch solo and Rogue One with them as well? Because I thought Machete Order, you start with Rogue One. Um, I
1: guess it depends. Cause like the four or is basically just Anakin's story. Like you're following right. it specifically for Anakin chronology. Like, and then once you get past empire, then you're like, well, this is the story of Anakin. And then you get his redemption at the end, uh, which is why that chronology exists. So I guess the, the rogue one, one would have to be completely different if you're going by Anakin rules or if you're going by just chronology rules.
2: I don't know. I I feel like a lot of people throw Rogue One at the beginning just because uh, the ending of Rogue One is the first scene of mm-hmm. New Hope, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I get it. I
1: just, like, I would personally just put it separate, but that's just me. Again, like you said, th- everyone has a different chronology.
2: Yeah, but it's right. kind of insane that we don't have, like, hey, here are these movie marathon playlists that you can just hit start and just hit pause and pick it back up the next day or the next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand how that's not a thing that they thought about because they're like, oh yeah, here's all these thousands upon thousands of of TV shows and movies to watch. Why not make it to where you can watch it all in the order that you want? You should be able to make pay- playlists and you should be able to share playlists because that's yeah. the kind of thing that somebody would be like, oh my god, here's the ultimate decom throwback playlist, and then share it on Twitter and inst- uh, share it on Twitter and Facebook and see who else wants it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious because I haven't actually dug too deep into like these collections yet. Is there one because um, I, I have like a few ideas in my head and I don't know if they exist yet. Like is there a Disney like Saturday cartoon one that's just like the old Darkwing Dunk, Chip and Dale? Like is not that that I've seen? Nope. And also and is sorry, I was just going to say another one I had was like all the um, all the like the 60s, 70s era Disney movies yeah. that you think are fake but are not. So, like, yeah. like, and the, yeah, know,
2: that's the only the only way you could do that is the like Disney through the uh, Disney through the decades collection. But even then, those are still incomplete because each one of the little carousels in that collection are only like 12 films.
1: Right. And there's dozens upon dozens of films that Disney has that I'd never heard of before that came out, you know, like uh, that darn cat era of oh, uh, yeah. live action, like family comedy kind of things like Ben. And nows and broomsticks kind of stuff,
2: and we're still missing so much of it. Like so much of the wonderful world of Disney films, so many of those are still not there.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Like when I when I went and looked, I was like, "Oh, hey, the '99 Annie is there." Where's Cinderella and the Music Man? Where well, are my Cinderella 90 music- Cinderella '97? Not being there is kind of the worst sin, I think, for this. Uh, it was for this the most launch- expensive telefilm they had ever made. I think it might still be one of the most expensive telefilms ever made.
0: I it's will incredible. remind the two of you. That the Star Wars Christmas special is not in the list.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can find that on YouTube.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is that is true.
2: Hey, that's where uh, I watch Cinderella most times. because I my DVD I would really packed. like
0: <laughs> Yeah, I would really like to see the ability to create your own curated list and share them.
2: Mm-hmm, like there's so
0: much content here. Yeah, like a, exactly, exactly that a Spotify style. Uh, you know, I, this is the, you know, Derek uh, Kessler with us, with uh, with Mobile Nations can go, this is the correct order to watch Star Wars movies. I've shared this list. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can just push this button and have that list be there and be able to, to play it or remove it from your list and have that applied to, uh, you could just do that for so many things. And I, and I think that would be incredible.
2: Well, the fact that there's not a share button in the Disney Plus app at all, like not that, even being yes. able to play, a sh- not even able to pl- share a playlist, but just being able to share a movie or a TV series at all. Like, yeah, like if you, you want to share a link, you have to do it from the website right. and copy and paste the URL.
0: Yeah. And even then, it, like depending on what operating system you open the links on, it can be kind of clumsy. For example, the the iOS uh, sim links are not that they don't always take you to the actual file so much as just open the app and be like, well, I'm here. What did you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can be kind of confusing, but the uh, yeah, so there's there's just so much more that can be done with the service from a you know from a collaborative kind of social standpoint, and that's the thing is that a lot of the things that people are watching here are deeply social uh, mm-hmm. because they're it, it takes you back to a part of your childhood to be able to share a specific episode of uh, you know Darkwing Duck or a specific time period. Uh, in in a movie that you wanted to, to share kind of YouTube style and be like go and watch this like this I've time stamped this here go and watch this scene here I feel like Disney could pretty easily make a popular feature and and I I hope that that kind of thing is uh is on a roadmap somewhere
2: well if it is I'm sure I'm very much hoping it's after a keep watching section because currently I have to rely on the Android TV launcher in order to tell me ah. which app which episode was next mm-hmm. on my list
0: yep that is true. It does not tell you what you've already watched.
2: I was gonna say also, like it
1: like I feel like that's a feature, like the whole like sharing playlist thing that any streaming service can kind of jump on totally and and like kind of make a killing. Like cause YouTube has that. Um right. and I feel like the only I I feel like Google sort of knows this. Like if you've been following anything around Stadia at all, like one of the big features are kind of touting for stadia is being able to share a game instance with your followers or whatever, or being able to like join a game on YouTube that already in progress through stadia. And like, obviously stadia has its own issues. Like a lot of features are going to be not, are not going to be available at launch, but it's this idea that Google seems to already sort of know about is this idea that like a lot of these services can have a social component. Um. And like with the, and especially with Disney Plus, where you have like all these new original series that people are going to want to watch and talk about. And the fact that they're not like bit like the, not a whole season dump. It's a whole it's weekly kind of adds to that even more.
0: Yeah, it's definitely this is definitely a, a, a version 1.0 uh, of this app. It, it's functional. It is so far from feature complete. And there's just, you know, you've got this critical mass of people using it now. This, this is the perfect time to just kind of get weird and add stuff. Uh, because you're going to get so much feedback from these people that are using this brand new service, and and I I hope that that continues.
2: Yeah, especially because there's so many of us that already signed up for three years of service. We're in it for the long haul. Right. Feel free yeah, to exactly. use this as beta. Use it. Use this as a another beta test because apparently two months in the Netherlands wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, it's it's very true. Uh, so we have a few minutes left. Uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the Mandalorian. I haven't seen episode two yet. I haven't seen episode two either. Me neither. And and I don't want to spoil it for people who might not be able to pick it up until the weekend anyway, uh, depending on when this episode goes live.
1: Or if they're Europe and don't
0: even have Disney Plus until March of next year. So I'm going to try and be as spoiler free as possible here out of respect for the people who have not seen it yet. But uh, it's so good. Uh Uh-huh.
2: I'm kind of amazed at how leisurely of a pace they're taking with the story like it's not like seven and eight have been so fast and bang 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 with their yes plot and this one is just kind of like going at its own leisurely pace and i'm just kind of like wow
0: it's extremely atmospheric they definitely spent this first episode uh you know there's obviously a whole lot of parallels to be drawn with kind of classic westerns Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so there's there's clearly that like atmospheric you know Guy steps into the bar. Everyone kind of stops and pauses and stares like this. is You don't get that kind of thing in cinema right now.
1: I mean, if you notice also in that scene, uh, when uh, when the Mandalorian like walks in after opening the door, you can hear Spurs jangling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like They oh, added that so sound good. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some uh, some classic Western tropes throughout the entire episode, uh, which were which was very cool. Um, the characters that they've introduced so far, uh, I there's not a single one of them that I I don't immediately like. <laughs> uh, Is anyone
2: else kind of amazed that Taito Watiki's character ended up the way he did? Like low-key? Yeah.
0: I, it depends on where you started watching Taiko Waititi as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it, no, no, no a, I'm just like, referring
2: to the character, like how the character ended up in episode no, one.
0: I get it's, that, but what I'm yeah. saying is that you, depending on where you started watching him as an actor, you either expected that or, or you didn't, because like, did if you watch him farther, that. right. So like, if you watch him farther back enough, especially uh, like what we do in the shadows, um, mm-hmm. or some of the work he did with, um, oh, what was the musical group? Why did I forget uh, that? Not the Commodores, uh, flight of the Concords.
1: Flight of the Conchords. And it was a C thing.
0: Uh, the 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 videos that went along with Flight of the Concords, you get very much of the same vibe, and that was some of the original like comedy work that he did that he got popular with before he started doing some of the other stuff that he is now more famous for now, for doing. Um, so it's really just like whether you expected Taika Waititi's character to act that way just depended on where in his timeline you started watching him. I think.
1: Yeah, and I, to get to Aura's point, like it is not again not to spoil stuff, it is a droid, so there's a right, bit of yeah. There, there's a bit of a longevity there, I think, that goes beyond the character itself, if that makes any sense.
0: I'm also just very happy that Taika Waititi has just fully embraced this whole, let's do weird stuff with these universes that he's being invited to participate in. Like Thor Ragnarok and, and what will eventually be Thor uh, Love and Thunder mm-hmm. are, are both just going to be amazing. And because they are so different from what you expect from these things. And yeah, he's not directing the Mandalorian, but just just by being involved and being able to bring his kind of uniqueness to this character is just so good.
1: I think he's directing an episode later in the season, I feel like.
0: That would make sense.
1: Like he's going to direct or write or something. I just can't remember what and, or what obviously where it happens in the se- in the season, but he's involved yeah. behind the scenes at least in a little bit of a capacity, although this is very much Jon Favreau's uh project, but he's the kind of director who really gets uh pacing and atmosphere as a com- as you can combine it with action. Like he's like, you look at like the, uh, the live action jungle book, for instance, is a great Mm -hmm. example of this. Um, And so I think he's like just a great person to have like work, like executive producing and working on this thing because, uh, and this is kind of a tangent in relation to star Wars in general, but I love uh, when directors understand that the original star Wars was just a pastiche of, like, right. old tro- old tropes and old movies that George Lucas was really into, which is why I really like Solo, um, because it's very much Ron Howard's version of what George Lucas has been doing uh, for, you know, decades upon decades, except it's just pulling from different movies. Um, it's very much, like, like, 50s heist movie. That's what Solo is. And Mandalorian, like you said, is very much, like, Western tropes. Right. Um, and the fact that it's a TV show obviously lets it breathe, which is really nice, because... As Aura mentioned before, I think that, like, the movies, while great, they suffer from, you know, just shorter run time. So having a TV show is great for allowing you to explore the universe, which is why, like, Clone Wars has been so memorable.
0: That's true.
2: For Star Wars, those movies haven't been short either. Like, it's three hours and they're still not getting to everything. It's exactly. still so a ton
0: of story to go into in that time. Yeah do we know that every series that gets released on Disney plus is going to have this weekly format or are some of them going to be kind of the Netflix style brain dump?
2: Nope. All of them are going to be weekly.
0: Disney is doing that
2: on purpose.
0: (laughs) I kind of dig it. I, I Netflix has started toying with this, uh, Mm -hmm. to, to release some series. um, and we know that Hulu has gone back and forth on this. Uh, Amazon, uh, has, uh, gone back and forth on this. There's, there's obviously a lot of experimentation on this and I find, the way that I consume these shows are very different, um, and that they're shot very differently. Like you take a look at the uh, the Marvel Hell's Kitchen series on Netflix; mm-hmm. those are those are shot to be watched all in one sitting. But they're so long. They and they they are. They're very long. Uh, and you get that with a lot of Netflix shows, where like the the creator realized that people were going to sit and just consume this entire thing in one go, and so they wrote it that way. Mm-hmm. And that actually becomes harmful to people who don't watch that way. If you get someone who watches every couple of days, they pick up another episode of the show. They actually it, you actually lose something in when when mm-hmm. the show is written to to be binge, and you get the the reverse is true. Um, you know, take something. Uh, like the man in the high castle, and try to watch it all at once. It it loses something when you don't have time to let the episode breathe and think about everything that you saw in those episodes.
1: Yeah, I think a lot about um, Arrested Development season four. Um, yeah, because that was one of the first like TV shows Netflix ever really did, and it was I remember this because I thought it was so interesting. Uh, we, I binge watched it all in a weekend when it first came out, and I thought it was like. Genius And how it like incorporated that binge watch model into yep. how the story played out and how like you caught specific things in like later episodes that were introduced in earlier episodes. And you'd only catch that if you had binge watched it. And I remember I it might have I forget what website it was, but some website was trying to figure out how to recap it. And they were like, we're going to do it the same way we do any TV show, which is, you know, no. weekly. And it did not work out. They were like, I don't get it. Like, what is this show? I'm like, because you have to watch it all at once. But this was the first, this was one of the first like TV shows you could binge watch on a streaming service that was an original of that streaming service. Um, so I don't think people knew that yet. Right.
0: Um, yeah. It was, it was new for the time.
1: Yeah. And I think that um, like it's interesting now that like a lot of streaming services are kind of trying to go away from that. Um, like Netflix has been trying shorter seasons. Um, mm-hmm. For a lot of their shows, like or taking a season and breaking up into two two parts, like Shira. Yes, Shira's,
0: Shira. Especially. Shira's last season was was broken up into many different parts, uh, and it worked super well mm-hmm. because it was kind of the individual arc that you got to sit and enjoy. Yeah, and, and it worked super well for the show.
1: Yeah, the uh, DreamWorks shows on Netflix, like including Voltron, also do this. And then with this most recent season of uh, BoJack Horseman, they also yep. split it up into two parts, which is more for Netflix's. Uh, a benefit than ours because it allows the uh, the show in question to have a much longer uh, shelf life in the public consciousness um, which you know makes them more money in the long run but and you
0: can hype them up as though they're individual seasons exactly like to be able to to be able to hype up you know a, f- a four episode season of Shira, and then three months later be like hey the next season of Shira is coming it's funny to watch how people react to that because they treat it like it's a brand new season but it's not. Uh, and they get it. Right. And they get it. But they get hyped as though it's a brand new season. So it was fascinating to watch that happen. Yeah. And so I, I think when you keep that in mind, I do like that, Netflix, that, that Disney is, is sticking to its episodic format. Because I, I think that that doesn't, that doesn't cause any problems with the way that things are written.
2: The only problem I have with the episodic format is releasing at midnight Pacific time. Because people are staying up till 3 a.m. when the episode comes out and then staying up till 4 a.m. to watch the episode. And please, just let it out at midnight Eastern and let everybody go to bed early. Please. (laughs) That's still pretty (laughs) late, though. Midnight East Coast would be 9 p.m. in California. You could watch it and then go to bed. Yeah, but it's
1: late for literally everyone else that isn't me who lives in California. Uh, (laughs) But I was going to add also that I think that having a weekly... uh, episode schedule is great for like social media because people want to like live tweet stuff or like tweet stuff as it comes out. Um, and I think like people want that shared experience of watching something um, like cause Game of Thrones had this. And that was like the one good thing Game of Thrones still had in its final season. Um, and I think that there's a lot of people and companies making TV shows that want to replicate that. And I think Mandalorian is probably
2: the best bet right now. They were trending overnight and into the morning with episode two. And I was just like, how, how did you stay up this late? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Like I'll just wait till I'm
1: done with work the next day. It's not a big deal, but right. I know people are worried about spoilers and all that stuff. So I get it. But also I'm just like, just don't.
2: That's what muting hashtags is for. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well,
0: exactly. And Honestly, the first episode, I like, people who have waited until, like, today or yesterday to catch the first episode of The Mandalorian, it was kind of amazing how many of them were like, wow, nothing got spoiled. That was actually kind of surprising.
2: Yeah, I didn't get spoiled. It was great. You know,
0: so that was, uh, I, I, I'm curious to see how that continues.
2: I mean, yeah. I feel like we've reached a point where we also kind of expect of, okay, this isn't something that it has, like, a set. It's not like traditional TV where you either caught it live or you didn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's the downside of, like, the spoiler-heavy culture that we saw with, like, episodes of Game of Thrones or um, the, oh, come on, my brain is off, the really good new show that's on HBO. Watchmen? Uh, Watchmen. Um, you know, these are things where so many people are tuning in at the exact same time, and there's a, there's a social benefit to talking about the show while it's happening. You don't really get that with The Mandalorian. No. They're, like... The, the number of people that are sitting at four o'clock in the morning Eastern time to watch the show are still relatively small compared to that audience.
2: Yeah, because most of us are just kind of like, uh, no, I'll see you later. Bye. So
0: the, right. So there's there's just less social benefit to because there's not a there's not an active global conversation about the episode happening.
1: No, but it's slower. But I, which I think then works for Disney's benefit, because the conversation is still up and running a couple of days after the TV show right. airs. Um, I do find it interesting that they're dropping them now on Fridays.
0: Yeah.
2: That's going to be for all original content going forward, barring the week that episode nine comes out.
1: Yeah, and I think that's interesting because I feel like... Fascinating. Yeah, because then it's like people have a whole weekend to ruminate on it, but I think people want to talk about it at like, you know, like it's like the water cooler effect, you know? That people want to talk about it the next day.
2: I feel like there's more people that are like, okay, I want to take the weekend and want to like actually have a watch party for this with my nerd friends.
1: Mm -hmm. Because
0: I know that that's what people did with
2: Star Trek Discovery.
1: Yeah, I I definitely went to a Mandalorian watch party as well this week. Did you? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
0: I wonder how many people are are now making social decisions. Like, do I go out to the bar with friends or do I catch the next episode of Mandalorian and call it a night?
2: Well, if you catch the next episode of Mandalorian, you're going to be waiting until after last call anyway.
0: True. Well, not today. It was out early today.
2: It was out at 3 a.m. today.
0: Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna like it's it's out. Like when you wake up Friday morning, it's there. So when you get off work, the episode is there to watch. So you have a choice at that point. You can watch the episode when you get off work, or you can go out and be with friends.
1: You can do what I do and just always
2: choose TV over friends.
0: (laughs) 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 What if you just never went outside?
2: What if no friends? I'm kind of debating if I want to put an episode of The Mandalorian on my Chromebook and then just go watch it in Galaxy's Edge tomorrow
0: that you
2: yeah do mm, it
0: not not jealous at all thanks That's cool
2: <laughs> i think it's worth I mean, doing at least once
0: totally if for no other reason than the picture
2: mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Absolutely. and i mean like once Rise of the resistance opens you're going to be able to watch most of you're going to be able to watch at least one star wars movie while you're in line for the ride because the weights are going to be that ridiculous
0: i don't wait in lines
2: there ain't going to be fast passes bro
0: I ain't worried about Fast Passes. I know people.
2: You need to we're, introduce me to in, them. We're going
1: in January
2: because the lines are going to be a lot shorter. It's going to oh, be so much fun. You think they're going to be shorter in January? No. A little well, shorter. Are,
0: but a little also, shorter. keep in mind that uh, Orlando is not the park that Carly's going to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, never mind then. <sighs> going to Anaheim and we're going to go during the week. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that will, yeah. Well, but January is when it opens in California
1: yeah but like we're gonna we're waiting like we're not gonna go the week it opens,
0: yeah, as long as you're not there opening week, it'll be fine, yeah, we have uh drifted mostly off topic here, which probably means that it's a good idea to call this episode done, yeah, I think so if you uh if you have thoughts regarding. Uh, any of the stuff that we talked about with Disney plus, if you have feedback or features that you feel like Disney should be adding, please hit us up at podcast at dot and let us know, or hit us up on Twitter at Android central. If you want to talk to any one of us individually, Ara, where can people find you online?
2: I'm on Twitter at Ara Wagco, A-R-A-W-A-G-C-O.
0: And Carly, what about you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at VelociRaptor, which is just Velociraptor with an extra C in it.
0: And I am at Russell Holly on everything. Please let us know what you think of these uh, little bonus episodes we do so that we know to either do more of them or less of them or the exact (laughs) same amount of them. You have to choose one of those three things. (laughs) So if you don't choose one of those three things, then it just makes everything terrible. So give us some (laughs) feedback, please. And thank you. And have a great day.
2: And tell us what you're watching.